You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Welcome to the Bride Chiller Podcast. My friends, I am delighted today to be welcoming uh, my lovely guest here, Kirsten Palladino, who has not only written for most magazines in the whole entire world, I want to list them all, but we don't have the time because you're amazing, can I just say. You can hear her laughing. She's amazing. She's also she's also the co-founder of Equally Weird, which you founded with your wife, can I just say quietly. Yes. Excited to talk about that, that, that work dynamic. Uh, which is the world's leading wedding and honeymoon magazine and digital resource for gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, queer, and allied couples as well. Get this. Take a breath, Alicia. <gasps> She's published a book, Equally Wed, The Ultimate Guide to Planning Your LGBTQ Weddings. Uh, <laughs> yay! Oh, That's a long intro because you deserve you. it. <laughs> Kirsten, tell me a little bit about how you started the website and then uh, I've got so many questions and I know the Bride Chiller community have been literally begging for an episode that features more about the LGBT community but also about how we as a lot of our straight couples as well can learn about how to be better people when it comes to working with vendors that are pro uh, pro everyone getting married basically. So I've got a lot to say. Great, great. There I'm excited to talk about it. Well, so to back up a little bit, uh, my girlfriend and I uh, got together in 2004, and in uh, mm. 2008, she proposed to me. And I was, of course, elated, um, over the moon, couldn't wait to get started. I went, you know, I was all caught up in that, you know, I'm a bride, and uh, I ran to the bookstore and wanted to just gather up as much information as possible. So I got, you know, a wedding planning book and got magazines and I went home and I laid it all out and I just dove right in. And I was shocked in 2008 that there were not any couples that looked like me and my girlfriend. It it was just shocking. I, I don't know how I missed it. Um, I, <laughs> I have actually written four wedding magazines before that time. So the fact that I missed it was um, kind of just knocked me over. And we, what, uh, what I was seeing then was only like celebrities like Ellen and Portia were, um, I think, engaged and getting married that year. So that was covered, but nothing else. And so I'm a Pisces. I'm emotional. It broke my heart. And I uh, was so... Uh, and my, my girlfriend was bothered too, but I was, I was devastated. And at, so at, I am a professional writer and editor. I had already been working in the field of publishing at that time for about seven years. And my girlfriend at the time, and I say at the time because she's my wife now. Uh, she, it did end up happily, everyone. Just spoiler alert, happy ever after. There's no sad story <laughs> um, so here. She was a, um, she's a graphic designer and web developer. And so as time went on, while well, we were planning and realizing that we just didn't have the resources uh, that we had hoped that we would have, then we decided that we didn't want the rest of our community to feel like that when they got engaged and started planning their weddings. Mm. So we decided to create our own online wedding magazine exclusively you know, for the LGBTQ plus community where 
it's um, not only um, a safe place where you are planning your wedding and and in a community with like-minded people, but also validating and that we're not the token gay or lesbian couple, uh, but also that there's going to be information in addition to the featuring the gorgeous real weddings, but also, you know, here's, here's things to think about. You know, if you're both going to walk down the aisle, are you going to do it together? Do you each want a moment to shine when you're coming down or do one of you want to come around with the officiant? Uh, what, what's going to happen if both of you want to propose to one another? Do you have uh, two separate engagement parties? If those things happen six months apart all of that are things that we're just not seeing in uh, straight-oriented wedding magazines and resources and blogs. And, and I totally get it. We have a you know, very special community, and, and so that's why we created Equally Wed. It's it's fantastic, and congratulations on the success of it so Thank far. You. And, I, you know, I think you, it's one of those – it's a beautiful website to just sit and spend a lot of time on, by the way. But I, I wanted to jump back and to, to your point about diversity in the industry, and it's something that I'm really passionate about. And I've had a few guests on that sort of talk about uh, looking at different racial mm-hmm. diversity and different cultural diversity as well. And I think it's something that the wedding industry still is like – really struggling with on so many levels and it's just like you can shout at them all day uh and it's great to see that you know you went fuck that we're gonna go do our (laughs) own thing and make it a place you know but I mean that's the thing to go it's great but how many times do we have to have the the skinny white girl with long flowing hair wearing you know it just doesn't necessarily represent I know my community a lot of people would go well that's not me I mean, I know we can't put everyone on the front cover of a magazine, but it's like, come on, Absolutely. the people all over the world that just don't look like this. And yeah, right. so it's, I think it's just a, it's, it's fantastic that you've made such a success of it. And obviously an area that people want to learn more about. And also with so many great countries, Australia as well. Incredible. Finally. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> It took it some time. It's such a long time coming. Just marriage equality is, you know, from 2008 now we've got a lot more countries on board. So it's great to see that you're offering such a fantastic resource. Thank you resource. so much. Yeah, it's, it's been a long journey for um, for the United States and for uh, other countries as well. And then there are plenty of places that do not yet have marriage equality. And, uh, and we do have an international audience on Equally Wed. And we want to be, you know, a place where we are – validating weddings no matter if they're legally recognized or not because when you're in love and you want to commit to someone um uh it it might not happen at the same time that the law has caught up with your right to love whoever you want so it's not for me it's it's uh, one of the things that i say is a wedding is a wedding is a wedding is it a wedding it, i don't like the term civil union or commitment ceremony if you want to have a wedding yeah. have a wedding it's not you know if you don't get a piece of paper from yeah. the government it doesn't mean that you're any less uh wonderful exactly yeah. i was just thinking a little bit about the heteronormative terms of bride and mm-hmm. groom and and i've i've tried very hard over the years of doing this podcast that although it's called bride chiller i always talk about our you know I welcome bride chillers and groom chillers uh, of every variety known to per- to man. But I, I, I'm really aware of um, terminology and I wanted to kick off today's episode. You've got a fantastic blog post featured on Equally Wed that talks all about the glossary of um, same-sex weddings, lesbian weddings, gay weddings, queer weddings. And one thing I find in our bride chiller community 
we've got lots of um, same-sex queer members. Uh, we've got a, a post that I want to share with you in a minute from a, a bi bride, and I'm as guilty as anyone of not wanting to offend people but wanting to call and use the right terminology without mm-hmm. labelling people. And I think sometimes we all, you just want to do the right thing, but then you're like, oh, do I not say anything at all? Am I going <laughs> to offend someone? What's going to happen? Right. And then you just go, oh, my God, just, you know, and often when we're having conversations and it's a really welcoming community and I think a really authentic community that I've seen a few times uh, people sort of saying, we don't need to add gender to this discussion. Let's remove it. It's, it's I'm just a person or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, it's really nice to see without chastising but more informing and sort of saying, hey, this is how I feel. This is more about the community I'm, I'm a part of. Let's share information rather than saying you've offended me. So can we talk a little bit about about how you're working to empower people with giving them terminology and and maybe sharing information to people that wouldn't have necessarily even thought about this before potentially? Absolutely. Well, one of my goals with Equally Wed is to be an educator in our field, you know, in the in the wedding field, it's not necessarily, oh, let's see, well, what we, <laughs> um, you know, we, we have marriage equality in the United States, we have it in uh, Australia, yeah. um, uh, we have it in a variety of countries. And I know, I don't know the percentages in different countries, but I do know for the United States, two thirds of our country believe that marriage equality should exist, which is amazing. But we also have a third of people who still do not think that we deserve the equal right to marriage. And I think that Mm. that probably is a fair representation of the wedding professionals as well, uh, that there are two thirds of the wedding professional community who believe in marriage equality. But sometimes even if you believe that everyone has the right to marry or should have the right to marry who they love, it, it's hard to translate what's in your heart to out into your uh, communication. And so that's why one of the reasons why I wrote about the glossary to give people some tools to use um, words that will help, help people communicate their, their desire uh, to be more inclusive and one of the things, mm-hmm. one of the ways that we do that is to strip gender out because when you're looking at a wedding, it really is just two people getting married, sometimes more. I don't delve too much into polyamory because I, I don't personally know a lot about it, but, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I do want to be inclusive of people who are getting married um, to more than one person. Uh, I realize that is, sure. you know, uh, um, that, is, that is a dynamic that works for some people. But in general, uh, you know, when in a wedding, when two people are getting married, it it doesn't matter what the gender of the the individuals are or if there is a gender at all. And when you're talking to people who are getting married, if you there are people who want to or strongly identify with the word bride or strongly identify with the word groom. And that's wonderful. But there are other terms which you can use uh, that that don't use gender at all. Uh, Two of the words that we use a lot are marrier, which is just a person who is getting married. And I didn't make that word up. It's in the dictionary. 
Uh, and then, um, because <laughs> there are some words that I have made up. So that's why I say that. Um, and, uh, um, but marrier and celebrant are, it's another word for someone getting married. And also a celebrant can be the officiant. But these are people who are yeah. joining together at, and, and it works for, uh, you know, wedding planners or florists. You know, okay, we have two celebrants. Um, coming together and and you can use that terminology in your contracts in your marketing uh, and and just you know just conversations with your clients who are getting married and and not have to gender anyone without knowing how they identify can you also I love broom <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about the word broom where it came from and what it means because it's clever and I like it I'm gonna Please now do. use it yeah it's um it, well, so when um my girlfriend at the time when we were planning our wedding everything was bridegroom 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 but um Maria is a uh, is quite masculine and masculine looking masculine energy and really did not identify with the word bride uh, but didn't quite identify mm. with the word groom either uh, because it, it's not necessarily her. Um, she has, you know, she, hers um, pronouns. And, and so uh, this word broom really spoke to her uh, and just the combination or, or a shortened version of bridegroom. Uh, and so that's what we started using. And our vendors were all about it. They crossed out groom on all their papers and put broom Maria. And so it, it just kind of took off. And then, um, yeah, it's, it's been fun. And then, um, and then we've had readers um, pick up on it as well and, and use it. Uh, and especially for like butch femme couples, it, it, um, it works well there. Well, I love it. And uh, I feel like bride chiller community will also embrace <laughs> broom. It's also, it's also like bridesmaids. I always, it was always like, Ugh, I don't know. They feel like my slaves. My <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so we use the word attendance, wedding attendance, uh, or your honor attendance nice. instead of um, maid of honor, matron of honor, or best man. Just, you know, and, and, and that's that's our gender neutral term. But then we we welcome anyone, uh, you know, readers who you – and they're so creative, our readers, when they submit their weddings, like – um, you know, uh, my best woman or, um, or my, my dudes or, you know, just, um, you know, it, all kinds of things that people are coming up with for their particular, uh, group. Uh, it, 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 and that's what weddings are supposed to be about, right? And personalizing your day and, and your, your group of people who are close to you is, are not necessarily going to, um, want to be called or identify with something that, you know, people down the street are, are using it. It's uh, yeah. all about work, what works for you. And I think it's really nice to see, especially reading a lot of um, posts recently in our bride chiller community, there's so many people that are saying, we're not having uh, girl, boy, bridesmaids and groomsmen. Mm -hmm. We're mixing it up or we're going to have one, uh, This, you know, some people are saying they were going to have one just bridal party as in just a whole crew of cool mm -hmm. people that they love and they want to be hanging around with and, I think we are at the stage now we've all of us have earned the right to be flexible and do whatever we want to do when it comes to especially you know I'm a big believer in ditching traditions and just doing whatever you want to do yes especially in regards to you know going through these often quite patriarchal traditions that we don't often think about and it's not even a, I think a conscious thing for so many people it's just what you do quote but it's nice to just chuck them out and start again have a good time. Absolutely. Get creative. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, get rid of um, the anything that 
is considered, I love traditions. Um, so I, don't to, uh, I don't want to bash traditions, but anything that's considered. <laughs> no, bash them. I bash them all the time. Uh, don't worry about it. Well, you know, anything that's considered like what you're supposed to do, I want to get rid of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and that's what yeah. I've loved about, you know, like uh, the same sex wedding community of uh, because, you know, we don't have this long history to look at of how our community has um, planned their weddings. It really is take what mm-hmm. you like, you know, from other traditions, uh, put it together, however it works for you and screw the rest. We don't have to do um you know, anything that we don't want to do. And, and, uh, and I, I am, encourage everybody to adopt that attitude, whether you're gay or not. Can we talk about vendor discrimination, just to go into something a little bit serious, but I, I really wanted to talk about how our, whoever's listening, no matter who they're marrying, about how that they, how they can potentially support uh, vendors who are non-discriminatory people that are positive. America in particular had some pretty shitty times with some vendors choosing not to, I don't know, service right. certain yes. clientele, yes. which sucks <laughs> and is illegal. <laughs> they still do it. Tell me, I know. Well, it's, I mean, oh, <laughs> fuck, man. It's just, I know. Oh, what I do know. you say? Right. Well, it's so, you know, it's not all roses and champagne. It's, uh, there are a lot of problems in the wedding community and slowly but surely, you know, people are catching up. Uh, There are um, some really heartbreaking stories that I've heard. And, you know, even, um, even in cities where you think people are going to all be uh, equality minded, there are plenty of people who are not and who almost go out of their way to push what they believe is right uh, onto other people. And, and, you know, and everybody has their own um, personal view of, of um, same-sex marriage and homosexuality and, uh, and even, you know, gender identity. And people, you know, are going to believe what they want to believe. But for the vendors who do want to work with um, same-sex couples, I applaud them and I appreciate them. Uh, and there are a lot of different ways for them to um, to reach out to the LGBTQ community um, and also show their quality mindedness. Uh, but I think that it's important for uh, newlyweds who are you know planning their wedding to to use equality minded wedding vendors. Not only you know if you're part of the LGBTQ community, definitely because it's going to you know align with your core values, but also be a safe place for you to. Uh, you know, get up close and personal with your loved one um, right there. Like if you're getting your um, engagement photos taken or or you've got the photographer at your wedding, you don't want to worry, well, am I offending this person by kissing, um, you know, my my spouse or or, uh, all of that shows in the photos. If you're uncomfortable or you're, you're worried about being judged because we you know, our community is judged so often, you know, when my wife and I go out to a restaurant and we've got our children and we get stares sometimes and people are just trying to figure us out. We don't want anybody trying to figure you out or feel uncomfortable on your <laughs> wedding day. So, no. I think, yeah, I mean, you know, or, um, but there are, uh, but I think that it's important for our allies to also support equality-minded wedding vendors who have chosen to support the LGBTQ community 
because I think it yeah. moves us forward as as a whole for humanity um, toward equality uh, being, you know, the mainstream idea and pushing uh, the less equality minded people to the side and saying, you know, this is not going to do where we all deserve, uh, you know, this this concept of of um, finding true happiness with you know someone else. One of our bride chillers, um, Krista, she's a, a New York lawyer. She's a fabulous lady, a good part of our com- member of our community, and she wrote a, a blog for us talking a bit about how um, her and her partner were really keen to, uh, you know, she sort of sort of said she's obviously socially progressive, and their big um, move in in their wedding planning was to only hire LGBTQ plus equality. Uh, vendors because they really saw the value of of putting their wedding money where their mouth was basically Mm -hmm. and and she's sort of saying that they went out of their way to really research and actually a lot of the vendors um reading earlier on again the blog a lot of the vendors are featured on equally wed in your listings so it was great to see that um you know she sort of said it took a little bit longer and certainly did sort of put a detective hat on a little bit but Mm -hmm. i think it's really important especially if you it's, it's a good way to as you said, progress the industry by also uh, for straight couples as well to be supporting vendors that um, that are really pro pro servicing everyone for their wedding right. planning. Right, I think that's wonderful. Um, I, yeah, yay, Krista. I think that's it's important. You know, it takes it takes a little longer sometimes. Uh, you know, and in everything, you know, whatever your um, values are in terms of you know if if you want to buy clothing that wasn't made by, you know, um, child laborers or, uh, yeah. you know, it, 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 <laughs> it, 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 it takes a little longer to do that kind of research. But if, um, if it, if that's something that you value, why not reflect it with your, with the money that you're spending in the economy? I think that's really important. Uh, and I also want to say that, you know, going back to, um, marriage equality, we would not have won marriage equality in our country or in any other country if we didn't have our straight allies working alongside us. We are a small community, you know, in the world in terms of percentage. Uh, we can't get anywhere alone. Uh, we need, you know, larger groups of people to fight with us. And so in that, and for that reason, we, um, that's why I think we have marriage equality is because we, slowly but surely gathered more and more allies to see that um that we are you know we are we're not any different and and we deserve the same rights and i think that that's how we're going to get to wedding equality too is is having our allies work with us to to question things and say hey why do you have bride and groom as the only options you know like on your websites it's not brides and grooms, it is the bride and the groom, and assuming that that is how we all identify. And I think if we can continue to move toward uh, inclusive language throughout the wedding industry, then we're all going to be better for it. And I know when I've had guests on that refer to just brides and grooms, and I always sort of jump in and go, or groom or groom, or bride and bride, <laughs> right. whatever. Right. And But I think it's that sort of nice little polite nudge as well. And some people wouldn't even realize, especially some of the older folks in the industry right. who have been here for, since 1912, <laughs> and you're just like, hey, after a change and sweetheart. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just little nudges here and there because uh, it's not necessarily that that person – 
wants to exclude same-sex couples, it just hasn't occurred to them to include them. Yes. Good point. Very good point. It's probably not even a conscious, meaty, benini sort of thing to do, which is very <laughs> right, mature right, of me just saying. I mean, you know, I have uh, children and uh, they are um, going to a school where the coats and the backpacks are all separated with a big sign that says boys and girls. And they have blue hangers for their coats and their backpacks for the boys section. And they have pink hangers for the girls section. And, uh, and I'm like, why, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this for our children? Setting them up so early um, to Mm. one. uh, And I get it, you know, they have to organize somehow, uh, but um, you know, but aligning, you know, girls with pink and, uh, but, and, and, and boys, but also, and I realize that there are a lot less people who don't identify with either gender or identify with both genders or identify with the gender that was not assigned to them at birth. But yeah. I think that we, we need to continue to work on our um, inclusivity at all times, even from an early age. One of the um, our members said she was a queer bride and someone else asked about the word queer. And it was great mm-hmm. to see the, the conversation be really mature, open conversation about saying, I didn't really understand the term. What does it mean? But she commented back and it was a really, inf- I learned so much from the post. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, without people being open to sort of saying, actually, here's the deal. This is what I, you know, right. you're not going to get anywhere. So don't be afraid to ask. It's not offensive to say, what does that mean? Or how would you prefer? Or what? What does? how does this work? Absolutely. That's not offensive, is it? No, it's not. It really is not. And I think that is um, one of the biggest keys to being equality minded is uh, to not assume anything and to, uh, you know, um, and to be open to learning and also asking people how they identify and what that word means to them. And that's the good thing about not necessarily I wouldn't say challenging, but I think sometimes people feel shy or they don't want to offend someone and that it stops them from being inquisitive and wanting to know more. And by asking or stepping outside that sort of comfort zone potentially of going, oh, I don't want to step on someone's toes or be offended, they would learn so much more and then they'd be empowered next time to be able to join the conversation or tell someone else as well. So Right. Queer is such an interesting word and, um, and it is possible to definitely offend people with the word queer, uh, because it's not something that's embraced by the entire LGBTQ community. It's definitely something that is more um, popular with uh, millennials uh, and and people in their uh, with the Generation X, maybe 30s, 40s. Oh, who knows? Where are we up to now? <laughs> I know. I'm confused. Um, uh, but uh, um, <laughs> it, it was such a derogatory word. Uh, and yeah. And and it seems like it's more of the younger generation that are reclaiming the word, which I think it's wonderful. I mean, giving bringing the power back to us. Uh, but yeah. um, it's def it. I have not seen a lot of older people embracing the word. Uh, and I think that queer is one of those words where if someone identifies as it, then you use it. But it's not something yep. that you 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 know you apply to people without them um, saying first that that's their word, that a word that they appreciate. Um, but I also think you know in regards to questions, I do you have a lot of wedding professionals in the bride chiller community, or is it primarily people yeah, that are getting married? 
We have a lot of people getting married, but we do have a lot of bride chiller vendors who certainly listen and, and um, yeah, so we do. We okay, definitely do. Great. Well, I think that one thing that um, I like to remind people in the wedding professional community is it's good to get to know your clients, but it's, I don't think it's important to not rely on them to educate you about the entire LGBTQ community. <laughs> And also, sometimes things can get a bit personal when it's not related to your job. Uh, Mm -hmm. Transgender people um, often complain about getting asked crazy personal questions that are no Mm -hmm. one's business about what Mm -hmm. they're deciding to do with their bodies. Uh, Oh, my gosh. um, You know, like, uh, oh, have you had the surgery? Or, you know, uh, things like that. that It's it's absolutely invasive, and it's it's not – that kind of question is not appreciated. And I think also another question that um, are – it's commonly asked about uh, from LGBTQ people is, well, how does your family feel about this? And – it's automatically assuming one that you're doing something that your family might not approve of, but yep. uh, two, it it puts somebody on the spot for answering really personal questions that are not necessarily again relevant to the job. And so, I think it's good to ask questions like, "Oh, you know, how do you identify? What pronouns do you use? Are you using terms like Mary or?" or bride or groom or something else, you know, I, I want this to go smoothly and I want to honor your identity. But beyond that, sometimes other questions can and can be a little invasive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be respectful. And that's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the questions I even, you would never ask anyone that you've never met or want to disclose okay. this stuff without sort of some personal, why is this now a, a public conversation? So, Absolutely. yeah, I mean, obviously. <laughs> Be mindful and don't be an asshole. Basically, that's, right, that's right. our message. In my words today, I wanted to share a, a, a good, post uh, with T-shirt. Good yeah, t-shirt. Be, be mindful, not an asshole. We, I think, with Bridezilla, my whole sort of thing is is the anti-Bridezilla, and I'm not. I think Bridezilla as a term is actually a bullshit term, and it's just another way to label women of saying you've got an opinion and you're a bit angry. We'll, we'll give you a label, which I fucking hate. But, Absolutely. Um, and I think it comes down to a, a lot of things that my listeners would have heard me bang on about a hundred times over now, but just the idea that there's a lot of pressure and a lot of ideas about how we should look or how things should happen. And it makes right. people act in weird ways. And families are mental at the best of times. Mm-hmm. And you've got all the money stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff going on. It can be so, very stressful. Uh, Absolutely, yeah, and uh, and yeah. it can be stressful. And then you're going to have reactions to that, and then all of a sudden you have a personality. And where is our sweet bride uh, that is supposed to be so delicate and and not have any opinions? And and you've just gone and ruined it. Yeah, yeah. And God forbid we don't smile all the fucking time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes. Before I know we're, we're we're probably drawing to the end of our conversation, but I just wanted to share a post, and I, I'm I'm sure Amber would be happy for me to share this with you. Mm. This was on our uh, our Facebook group. Um, Bride Chiller Amber um, said that she said I need a little bit of love, reassurance, and support from my fellow bride chillers. I'm by. I came out two years ago into my relationship with my future husband. And thankfully, his religious family have been welcoming, accepting and loving. No issues. 
That's good. Phew. Uh, I've been feeling really insecure about my sexuality lately. There's an LGBT wedding expo in my city in a few months' time, and I haven't been to any, and I thought it would be a really good idea to go. But a lot of times I've been made to feel excluded, unwelcome, because I'm bi with a cis male fiancé. It's really important to us that our vendors are LGBTQ friendly, even though I recognize my privilege of seemingly being seemed seemingly straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I have some expo advice, any reassurance or wedding resources, which obviously we've linked to you? Uh, is there, and she also asked if there was any uh, episodes coming up about bisexuality and weddings. And I said to her, well, have I got the lady for you on the <laughs> podcast coming up? So I wanted to share her post with you and just get a little bit of feedback because I actually think it's a, she's, I don't want to say in a unique situation, but I suppose coming from from that perspective, it's a, a different situation to have to deal with. And we've had some amazing feedback from our community as well. So I'd, I'd love to hear, Kirsten, what you have to say about Amber's, not predicament, but her feelings towards attending this Right, um, absolutely. Event. I think that it's, um, you know, I've I've been out since I was 18 and I will be 40 in oh, uh, less than 60 days. Um, <laughs> so that's, uh, that's a while. And I, so being in the LGBTQ community um, and what I have seen in that amount of time is that it is really hard to be by in our mm. community. It's, um, it's the most invisible uh, um identity and it's uh it's really hard i i am bi amber by the way and uh um i identify as bi or pansexual or queer it just depends on the day what word i use um but Mm -hmm. um but it it's it's hard it's it's a it's just it's just a challenge because the lgbtq community is um they don't as a as a whole uh can be really discriminatory um, towards bi people, especially if the person that you fall in love with for life is uh, that you've committed your life to is cisgender. And so you're going to be living that heteronormative type of life. And, and then you do have the, um, the hetero privileges that we don't have. However, uh, I think that it's, it's, it's ever evolving and it can be a struggle, but I think that it's important that Amber does find a place uh um, in her own community, and it's just going to be a struggle. I, I'm, <laughs> I don't have rainbows about this. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's hard, and and so I do. Um, I sympathize with Amber over this, and I think it's just important to be who you are, but also be out. And and that, it, because it's it's such a challenge to be by that it's even more important to be open about who you are and when, you know, going to those expos and going up to the tables and saying, I'm bi, I'm marrying a cis guy, but I want to support vendors who support me and going from there and, and just being open about it, I think is, is important, but it, it's going to take a long time. I think in for more bi people to be out about who they are for us mm. to get a lot further and, and acceptance and, and understanding because there, there's just so much discrimination within our own community um, of not understanding bisexual people. And I think the resentment is uh, it stems from 
uh, a place of fear that if you're bi, then it implies choice, which it's clearly mm. not. I mean, you know, you, mm. you fall in love with who you fall in love with, but uh, it, it, I think it all comes from a, a place of fear and just not understanding. I'm I'm so happy, and you said that so succinctly and eloquent, eloquently, and something I couldn't put into words like you just did. But actually, for me oh. as well, I think to see, I think sometimes when we're not in a community, and this is like an obvious statement about just the humans in general. But we, I see the LGBTQ community as inclusive. You know, you sort of forget not being within it as an active person. I suppose I'm a mm-hmm. friend, but I'm not in a community. But to say it's not necessarily right. all, as you said, sun and roses, and I had never thought of it, and I'm really glad that Amber posted it. And your comment again adds to the the support that um, Amber has received. And I think she should bloody go to that expo and have oh, a yes. great time. Absolutely, please go and please submit your wedding to equally wed, uh, so that we can yes. um, show more proud by people. Oh, please, and also bride chillers. I know we've got a bunch of of amazing weddings coming up. We love featuring weddings too, and but I would highly recommend okay. that, that they get in touch you as well because you feature some beautiful weddings thank you tell me a little bit about what's coming up for you you've had the book came out last Mm -hmm. year which is fantastic Mm -hmm. what else have you got planned in the equally wed community are you doing anything in australia how can we all make aussies work with you because i think there's lots of good things happening Thank you. Um, yeah, well, I would, I would love to do more in Australia. Um, the biggest thing that we're working on right now, we're um, just in the last like tinkering days of, um, of finessing it, but we're rolling out an online education course for wedding vendors to come and get uh, to learn and then be certified um, as uh, equality minded wedding pros so that essentially everything that you ever wanted to know about the LGBTQ community um, is available to you and, and learning about how to be um, inclusive and use um, uh, gender-free language and how to apply it into your business or um, whether it's, you know, as a florist or a photographer, but then also um, as a venue and, and how you operate and how you train your staff and so that's something that we are, um, it's been something that's been on our hearts for quite a few years. We've done it individually, but now we're kind of putting all of our, our, our thoughts and knowledge into one course so that people can kind of get up to date. And like I said in the beginning about putting, um, putting what's in your heart into your business and, and mm-hmm. letting, uh, letting that be, letting that inclusivity shine and, and be a more welcoming place of business. Oh, I think it's a fantastic idea. Please let me know when it's launched and I will spread the word. I will spread the word. Thank you, Alicia. Oh, it's my pleasure. I think it's something we would be, uh, the industry desperately needs. And also just, I think for, as I said, even just putting it into simple forms for couples as well, who just want to learn more and be a part of it. And, um, I think we can all learn together. You know, we're all here on this earth to learn from each other and just to learn how to take better care of each other. Fundamentally, that's <laughs> the best we can do. That's all we can do. That's right. It is. Let's just all work together and not be assholes again. Oh, again. Yes. I'm going to need that shirt. <laughs> I can I can whip one up for you. There's no Me trouble. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen, thank you so much for such a lovely chat. I've oh, really enjoyed it. And same here. I really hope that we can empower couples everywhere to feel comfortable and open and and celebrate their love. And I'm just delighted that more and more countries are making it 
legal, as we say, but also, as you said, a wedding is a wedding is a wedding. So mm-hmm. yeah. if you're getting married, you're marrying. As long as you love each other and you have a cracking party, that's right. a good thing. It is. That's really all you need, love and champagne. And a little bit of cake. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> if if people would like to get in touch with you and, of course, submit their weddings, uh, mm-hmm. where should they do that? Where should they get in touch? Everything is on equallywed.com. The submissions button, a link to my book, uh, and our education course, all of that will all be on equallywed.com. And, and my email's on there too, so reach out if you ever have any questions. Please. And also, if you are a bride chiller vendor, if you're a person listening and you're a vendor and you think, oh, that sounds like me. I'm very pro everyone that you do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how all my people talk in my head. I you have that. a great, yeah. yeah, everyone's like this, like a little puppy dog. Um, yeah. You've got a great vendor list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> they can get in touch with you to possibly uh, be listed on your website as well because that's yeah. a great place for yeah. people right, children looking for um, vendors that are happy to work with everyone. How mm-hmm. does that work? Absolutely. Yep. It's um, just on the little, um, the vendor category on our navigation bar on the homepage and there'll be uh, tons of information there. And again, just send an email if you have any questions. We'd love to talk to you. Thank you so much again. And uh, I hope we can talk again soon. That would be really nice. Thank Thank you so much, Alicia. It's been so nice to talk with you. Thank you and happy days. You too. Thank you. The Bride Chiller Podcast, empowering you to kick wedding planning ass every day. 